Um, our next guest is a vocalist, songwriter, and producer from Brooklyn. You can find her on Instagram at Kate Kratzen. That's K-A-T-E-G-R-A-T-S-O-N. Please welcome Kate. Yay. Hey, welcome on. Welcome on. Hello. What's hello. your last name? Gratson. Okay, Gratson, so I said it right. Yeah, yeah, you said it right. Okay, cool. Nice, nice. Uh, I get greats okay. in. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's kind of a cool name for like, if you have a kid. What, like as a first name? Hey, Gratson. Oh. <laughs> there, are, the, the, there are Graysons that exist. That's yeah. similar. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are you guys so, doing? <laughs> I'll be doing fine, you know. We could be better, I guess. We could be after, better. You know, Today's some, a weird day. Some argument we had. Yeah. Some, it's not even into yeah, it. Some, it has nothing to do with the microphones, right? Nothing. No, nothing no, at all. Nothing to do with the screen. <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing to do with this. Screen yeah. That I don't have, but he does. Nothing yeah, to do nothing, with that. Nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, tell us. How's, how's your... I mean, how's your, you know, week been? Like, have you been doing anything musical or just like chilling, relaxing? Like, tell us, how's the past week or so been for you? Um, the past week has been busy. Um, I traveled upstate to collaborate with a dancer um, oh, nice. who's, uh, who choreographed a piece to go along with my um, upcoming release. Mm. Um, uh so it was, I got back, when did I get back? Two days ago. And it's just kind of been like trying to readjust, go through all the footage and also work on new music at the same time. So it's, it's been a little hectic. Yeah. Which is good. It's it's like, hasn't felt hectic for a long time. So like, what's up with that like collaboration? Like, was it something that, that that person reached out to you or did you reach out to that person or like, cause like, that's like, really um, interesting. Yeah, so I reached out to her. Um, we we collaborated a few years back. Uh, we went to the same university um, where I wrote a song, and she um, there was another uh, some a few other dancers involved. But anyway, I uh, reached out to her in I think or maybe mid October, and I was kind of just like, "Hey, I have this song, and I think." Um, it would be amazing if you could choreograph and, and um, perform a dance to it because it's a, it's a really slow paced song mm-hmm. and um, music videos. I mean, traditional music videos are kind of really difficult to film and put together, you know, right. at this point during quarantine. So I was like, it would just be you. Um, I could come up and film it. And, um, and yeah, so I went upstate to her um thursday we're in december now so thursday through through saturday and we kind of like worked through the stuff and filmed it and then mm-hmm. came back home to brooklyn cool awesome. so what, what do you think yeah. is more important for like a, a musician to to collaborate with other musicians or just with other artists from like different fields i think in the beginning it's probably um more beneficial to to collaborate with other musicians when you're really honing in on uh your sound or even just creating the music but i think once you've kind of developed whatever your sound is or you know the song if we're talking really like on a one particular small thing like i think it's it's then good to to get outside that bubble of you know fellow musicians and collaborate with people that kind of approach their art um, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, whether that's working with a photographer or working with a dancer, you know, they come up with, with ideas that you would never come up with because, you know, a lot of the time you're really insulated as a songwriter or as a producer, someone that works from home, that works alone. Um, and you can kind of get into the same, you know, rotation of, of, okay, get to the piano. Okay. Write some lyrics. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But their approach can kind of like turn, you know, a song on its head and you go, Oh, you know, I wrote these lyrics, but the way that you're um, coming up with the dance, it has a very different meaning. So I think probably musicians first and then later on, it's, it's really good to branch out because you need, you need to collaborate. You need like other people's input. I think. Right. I mean, I, I guess it doesn't make much sense to collaborate with another artist if you're certain, if you're still not sure with like what your sound is, right? And you wouldn't right. get to that it, point until you've collaborated. And you want to be sure. Exactly. Yeah. You don't ever want to like look back and go, oh, you know, I listened to that producer and I really didn't, you know, have kind of a good idea of what I was, you know, looking for. So, yeah. Nice. How's that journey been for you? Like trying to find your sound? Um, it's been interesting. You know, you think that you, you write something and you're like, this is, this is it. Like, this is, this is me. And then a year later you write something else and, and it's a completely different sound, but it feels just as authentic. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I'm of the mindset that, you know, artists every few years can kind of reinvent themselves and that's totally okay. Um, in fact, I think it's probably a healthy thing that your sound is always evolving. Um, but yeah, yeah. Speaking I forgot of, the question. <laughs> no, no, no problem. No, no. Speaking of which, because mentioning that, that's like a very interesting thing. Because you know, with with you know fans and stuff like that, there will like always be a select group of people who will like complain. You know, those those type of people that will like always be a bit like dissatisfied with 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 whatever you know a certain artist do even though they claim to be fans and like mm -hmm. yeah so like you know i feel like obviously it, it is important for change as a person as an as an you know artist and stuff like that but um all this to say why do you think certain fans and stuff like that are resistant to change in a certain artist's you know um um creative output or like, do you have mm. any kind of like experience with that, with kind of like people saying, yeah, I liked your like older sound better or like anything like that? Or like, do you have any sort of like insight into why, you know, why do you think certain people react that way? Certain, certain people are, are resistant to change from their like favorite artists, you know, catalog or mm. in their favorite artists' catalog? Right. I think that's a really good question. I think it, it all has to, not all of it, but a lot of it has to do with maybe the the memories that you personally had surrounding the time of when you listened to, you know, that particular artist's, what you might call their seminal work. I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone that, you know, who's changed a lot over time, maybe someone like Taylor Swift, like mm -hmm. her, her early stuff when I was like in middle school, um, you know, like love story and all those um, songs. Like that was, I, I listened to those at like, you know, a time when it was it was probably the right time to hear that stuff and now when I listen to her new music I'm not as you know attached to it in any right. way and I look back and I go oh I wish you know she still had that sound but it's really more for me 
it's more of, of coming from not a selfish point, but you know, it's, it's because I have those amazing memories, you know, dancing around, you know, at my friend's place to, <laughs> to those songs, as opposed to, you know, her new more like folk kind of sound where I don't necessarily identify it at the, you know, at this mm-hmm. point in my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would identify with, you know, if she stuck with the sound that she was creating like 10 years ago either. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's really the memories that you, you create around that, that body of work from the artist that, you know, makes you a little bit, you know, I wouldn't say selfish, but kind of, you, you don't want them to change because it feels good. For sure. I mean, it's the nostalgia, I guess, that you get when you listen to like an artist. Um, mm-hmm. I, I read this thing where like, I, I think like people's like musical taste doesn't evolve after like the age of like 16 or something. Mm, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. I'm trying like, to think what I was listening to. I, was like, I think we were talking about like I thought 13. it was maybe I'm not sure. But... Like real young, like you just stops like developing. I, I mean, I, I mean, mm. are there like are there like any any like any like artists or like any like genres genres that you couldn't listen to back in like high school, but that you're kind of like warming up to now? Mm. Let's test that theory, David. It's <laughs> a good question things that I wasn't interested in. <laughs> you know, and it's probably, it's it's branched out a little bit, but I would say that it's kind of been on the same path. Yeah. Checkmate. Yeah. I mean, but like, <laughs> no, I mean, for you, David, during like... Well, the thing was yeah. like, I, I didn't really listen to that many like different genres of music. So I didn't know like, pop what, punk I liked, what I liked and what I didn't like. See, right? pop punk never liked, still don't like. So there you go. <laughs> You just didn't hear it when you but were you know, 13, you know what yeah. I mean? So, but when no, I was, yeah, I mean, a, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. When I was, when I was a kid, I, I was studying classical music. So when I heard jazz, you know, kids playing jazz, I hated it. I was just uh, like, man. like, why are they just, you know, improvising, coming up with these like silly, how dare like, they express themselves? <laughs> how dare they, they try and like <laughs> off, come off up with something cuff. original? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how dare they be original? <laughs> you used um, to be, are, are you still a cellist or no? Not really these days. I still, mm. I still have my cello here, but um, I don't find that I have the time to, to pick it up too mm. frequently anymore. Mm. But it's, it's definitely the reason that I'm the way I am, I mm. think. Were you like is ever cello one of, of those big boys? Yeah, mm-hmm. like the, like the super tall guys. No, it's it's mm-hmm. like, oh, in between. Smaller than the upright in, in between, oh. it's smaller mm-hmm. than upright bass, but bigger. But like if you than a violin. If, like you had to carry that around in high school, you'd be like, it's a lot. Yeah, 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 I guess it was a lot. Around. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but like speaking of which, like the only real pop. I mean, because I guess were you a fan of like one of like one Republic back in the day? Because they were like the only mainstream band that like that like had like. Had like a dedicated celloist, cellist, mm. yeah, ch- yeah, yeah, cellist, yeah, yeah cellist at, at the time. No, I I wasn't really. Um, I was like a weird kid. I didn't really listen to pop music until I was like much older, like probably mm. around like mid middle school. Oh, okay. So yeah. I feel like I was late to the game. Yeah. Um. And then by high school, I was listening to to um kind of like alternative mm. like pop stuff mm-hmm. so no i wasn't listening to one republic 
no, no, I do respect. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. I just, I just thought that maybe because as like a cellist, I feel like one, one republic, it's just like okay. career. That's I have that peak. instrument. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. but like I don't think they like. No, I think I think like 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 the cellist was actually kind of like a core member too. Was like very, mm-hmm. which is like very like interesting. But uh, there, there was that like huge acapella group too, um, that had um, a cellist that also did like i think like probably the bass part yeah. that was like kind of popular when maybe we were in high school yeah now i, think I can't I think talking about, but i totally forgot their name yeah yeah, uh, yeah. i have no idea yeah I'm just being... <laughs> no but like uh speaking of jazz specifically talking about how you like cater jazz and stuff like that i was like watching this i was like watching this like you know video about why certain people are resisted to like certain types of genre and it's basically it's it's just like theory basically but it's basically about what people look for in music and he basically explained mm-hmm. that like either people people like focus on like the rhythm, rhythmic aspect the harmonic the harmonic aspect or mm-hmm. the melodic aspect so like depending on like you know which three you prefer there are like certain genres that you know naturally don't really fit into that that's interesting so like yeah, yeah. so like but 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 then again but but the whole point of his video is like you know, yeah, that might be the case, but you're being stupid and ignorant if you don't choose to kind of like expand your expand your palette uh-huh. beyond kind of like your like current you know sensi- sensibilities. Because he was like, where saying, you naturally, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, because he was like saying, yeah, you could like you could like you could like learn to like listen and to like appreciate you know a certain aspect of music that you haven't really recognized until mm-hmm. now. So I'm like a firm mm-hmm. believer in that, and. uh I, I don't know because how did you gain gain your like appreciation for you know jazz and stuff like that because it says mm-hmm. here on your bio that yeah now your music incorporates everything from like electronic jazz R&B influences yeah. or all like flip flopping yeah. <laughs> mm, I think well I, I definitely I, I'd love to to read the article that you were talking about mm-hmm. because I've always I think it was probably because of picking up the cello from such a young age that I was always drawn to melodies, just mm-hmm. like single line melodies. When I listen to a song on the radio, I'm not even listening to the words, honestly. I'm yeah, listening yeah. to the melody. Like I, I I don't know most words in most songs, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't know just, words. <laughs> I don't, it's not, it's not at all like, a concern of mine Mm. when I'm listening to music, when I'm writing music, of course it is. I, I, you know, want to tell a story that makes sense and the words are important, but I have to say when I'm just enjoying music, it's all about the harmonic um, and and melodic parts. Mm. And I think that was due to studying the cello, which is, you know, uh, you listen to, I mean, you can, you can write, all sorts of music for it, but it's usually like a, a single melodic line instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's what I would probably date it back to, but mm-hmm. I didn't in, enjoy jazz until I think I was maybe very late middle school, early high school when I was getting exposed to it more and more um, at during, like during, I went to LaGuardia high school. So there were a lot nice. of jazz heads there. And then also at I went to like some music summer camps where they had some pretty good jazz programs. And I just finally like just opened myself up to it, you know, mm-hmm. because up until that point when I was, you know, practicing in my 
bedroom, like with the cello, it was like you're saying, what do you look for in music? Well, I was looking for perfection mm -hmm. and I wasn't really looking to be an artist that had my own um, take on, mm. on the pieces. Mm. Um, so I think when I really opened up and, and heard like heard jazz, and I would say that again, like late middle school, early high school, I, I was kind of just like, wow, this is like a totally different approach to, mm. to music. And it's at that point seemed so much more complicated and complex. Mm. Um, and that was like a big turning point. So I kind of spent high school uh, learning the jazz standards and just like on, like on cello? immersing myself no at that point okay. i was, really I was cool. singing <laughs> oh singing oh. yeah i mean have you ever tried kind of like kind of like trying to like i don't know do the jazz is that like another on, thing like on cello yeah. I, I mean i haven't seen it but i'm, I'm like thinking it'll be like so cool watching like a cello people have, cellist people have tried jazz. Yeah. It's certainly possible. And they'll have failed. People have tried. Um, you know, I don't know why. It, when you think about it, there's not that many string instruments. When you, in, I'm talking like bowed string yeah, instruments. Bold, yeah. when, you th when, you, when you think of like a jazz combo or anything. Mm. Um, but there's no reason why it wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, but I never tried it. I, it's... It's the, the, for me, there was a bit of a, a loss in translation or I, I never really, like I said, tried mm -hmm. to improvise on the cello. It, it's a bit, you can kind of club it with your voice, mm -hmm. um, but actually going from, you know, in the moment of like thinking of a melody um, and then translating that to your fingers and having all the, you know, the notes mm -hmm. that you're, that you're hearing and everything is, is a really difficult um, yeah, no, thing to master. And it's, yeah. you can kind of, in the beginning, you can get away with it on your voice. And then once you really get into it, it's, it's so much more complicated than it seems. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so like, I mean, it, it seems like, like, a, like a lot of your like musical journey obviously started when you were like young. And, you know, obviously mm -hmm. LaGuardia is like one of like, what, one of like the seven specialized schools like in the city, is it? Like when, like, it is a specialized school. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. how many there are. I think there's it's, like it's like them. a. It's got more. It's not the um. Oh. No, but it's like the it, like like the seven. Is it is it seven or twelve? Like Brooklyn Tech, uh, Lagoa. I don't know Stuyvesant. if it's in the same. I don't know if it's in the same yeah, bubble as those because you don't. Oh, yeah, okay. it's oh, okay. a it's a specialized because performance like, school. Like, it's uh, different uh, test. Like Frank Sinatra and. Uh, yeah. Oh okay, but like. But, but like anyway, so like yeah, what was, what was, what was kind of like the high school experience for you being in such yeah, a tough. quote unquote elite, you know, type of like place for for you know music? Uh huh. Um, it was looking back. I mean, it was a wild experience. Um, I went there for the cello, so it, it's kind of broken up, divided into different programs. There's like a theater program, um, instrumental, which is where I was, a vocal program. Uh, theater tech. Um, so I was there, I, I went in for the cello. And then over the those four years, I kind of morphed into like a hybrid, because I was doing a lot of, uh, you know, singing and songwriting stuff. But it was it was a wild time. I mean, the 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 days at school were really long, you were there until like, 
4 p.m. You know, start at 8 a.m. You're there till like four because you're taking these extra, um, for me, instrumental classes in addition to your normal, you know, academics. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the time you're doing an after school thing too, whether you're in, you know, the a musical theater production or in an opera. For me, I was playing in the pit for some things Ooh, with nice. the cello. So it was definitely an exhausting four years because you're traveling. I, you know, I came from South Brooklyn, taking the train all the way up to um, 60, I guess, 67th Street, you know, Lincoln Center area. Um, definitely, I, I can't, thinking back, I'm like, how did, how did we all have the energy to do all that? <laughs> but um, obviously it happened at the right time. Yeah. Um, it was fun. There were plenty of classes where I was just like, why do I have to take this? Mm -hmm. Like, I know this or like, um, you know, things when you're, when you're young, just sometimes seem like a waste of time. Kind of like, you know, that like algebra class. You're like, why do I ever have to take algebra? Like, yeah. like it's such a waste of time. And then like yeah. 10 years later, you're like, what is 10 times five? Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, same thing with the music classes and, you know, they certainly expected a lot from from everyone mm -hmm. and and if they thought you were really good i think they they expected even more from you know you to mm -hmm. put more into the school mm -hmm. so but yeah i mean a lot of a lot of really talented kids went there yeah and a lot yeah. of kids that 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 just enjoyed you know doing whatever they were doing but weren't looking to um have a career in that mm -hmm. you know field so do it was you, definitely a mix do, do you keep in touch with any of them at all like yeah yeah like we just want more sure. to on the podcast i guess they're growth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean um there were some talented theater kids that are um you know really making it now but in terms of uh staying in contact with like the music majors i i do um, especially when I moved back here after college, I kind of was able to, to reconnect. And even now, like there's a lot of instrumentalists that are in the city who were performing, you know, pre COVID and who are now like in New York city trying to get work. So oh. we're all trying to like collaborate and nice. work together. And there's definitely a, a, a nice community feel of everyone yeah. that, that went there, yeah. you know, in high school, it, it kind of felt maybe a little bit, um, competitive competitive in a good way like you're always trying to like push each other right. um and now it just feels like like a, a nice like helpful community nice. of everyone trying to just make it in whatever whatever they're you know they're trying to do right. so nice yeah. well like do you want to take this time to kind of like uh listen to like your latest single like we sure like, listen to it you know actually talk about it after but like yeah, yeah now i'm like very interested to see what uh what uh what are you've been cooking up so yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <It's cooking. laughs> yeah so like what's the name of the uh single clockwork oh. mm -hmm. well like yeah so so <laughs> David, there's a whole method to wait. We're supposed to introduce oh, it and just. I thought um, we were supposed to be like, I'm oh, sorry. we know. Like, we know. I'm sorry. Yeah, so what's. <laughs> what's. Oh, yeah, so I like, mean, yeah. Yeah, oh, so, work, work clock. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what's the name of the new single? So the new single is called Clockwork. Mm -hmm. And it's my, I would say by far my my slowest 
song that I've released so far. And it's also the last single off my upcoming EP, okay. which is called The Girl You Knew. And it's probably my favorite song. It, it's a song that I'll sing and I always cry when I'm singing it. You know, wow. always, if, if I'm in it. You want to sure. it <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wrote it maybe probably started it two years ago now recorded it a year ago and then quarantine so everything slowed down in terms of the release but here we are january 2021 awesome finally cool yeah and uh yeah let's take a listen to it and then we could talk about it after so and i can't wait to get a hold of your lips and i can't wait to taste on your sweet kiss so uh hey guys welcome back to this episode of sounds like nyc and we've just taken a listen at uh clockwork and um yeah do you want to like kind of like talk about you know the, the significance of the song to you how it came about being produced written whatever just like the whole process behind it or yeah just like yeah, yeah what sure were you thinking? yeah give us what was i give thinking us all of the, all of it the knowledge so the heck <laughs> um this was probably about two years ago so maybe 2018 when I started um the concept and I was kind of like going through this this after college like bit of confusion of you know finding um myself figuring out a career what do I want to do so the the idea behind clockwork was um it, it kind of has this like duality to it. It's it's about like, it's about a relationship, but it's also very much about myself. So um, at the time I, I felt like people were, you know, I was, you know, home writing music and, and I was looking at all my friends doing really amazing things. And I just felt like time was like passing me by, which is, is, is what the name you know, is, is derived from this, this idea of like running out of time, kind of like the fear of like, you're 85 years old and you're like, I never, never took the, those chances, you know, I let like time and life pass me by. So it was a little bit of, you know, that obviously as like a 23 year old, you know, um, but it's also about, you know, two people and the idea that, maybe you waited too long to tell the person how you felt and it's, it's too late. Um, but, but I think when I'm singing it, I'm really more thinking about myself, you know, you know, when I get to maybe three quarters of the song and I'm like getting all teary eyed, it's really more about, you know, just the fear of fear of missing out kind of fear of, of not trying hard enough, like the guilt of, of, you could have done it, but you right. really didn't take those extra steps. Yeah. Cause you were so scared of, you know, failure. Yeah, yeah no, I definitely, so. yeah, I definitely get that. Cause as a, you know, guitarist myself, like it's so easy to, you know, compare yourself to other people, especially with like Instagram and stuff like that. And just, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's a whole thing. It's definitely tons of emotional complexes to be had. <laughs> but that's mm-hmm. like, yeah, being an artist is tough. Yeah. 
But um, no, I definitely understand that. So like, that's it's it's a big it's a big insecurity for probably most artists or most people, mm-hmm. most most like create most like creative. So I definitely, it's yeah, like, I, and it's a guilt too because yeah. you you want to see everyone succeed, but you're yeah. also kind of like, you know, when is it going to happen? Yeah, when what do I have to do? Again? Yeah, no, I definitely, yeah, I definitely understand that one hundred ten percent. So I feel like I definitely mm-hmm. appreciate you kind of like putting those feelings into a musical form. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What, what do you like? What do you like? Does that did that shift your your mindset at all to like try to like have as little regrets as possible? Like, what are you doing to to combat that feeling? Sorry, you said a little as little. What? Oh, I can you repeat the question? Yeah, like, what are you doing? I guess to combat that feeling of regret. Like, do, do you have any? It's it's like an everyday battle. It, it's mm-hmm. me thinking I'm working hard enough and then, you know, I'm in bed and I'm like, oh, I could have like done this, this and this, you know, and like gone that extra mile. So I think it's for me at this point and at this age, I feel best when I'm overworked and I feel like I'm really like pushing myself, mm-hmm. you know, not over the edge but like pretty close to it. Otherwise I kind of get this like guilt of like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not writing enough music. I'm not like, you know, singing enough. I'm not. So it's definitely an everyday thing. And then you have to sometimes once in a while you get the clarity of like, Oh no, I am like working really hard Mm -hmm. just because I'm not making, you know, X amount of money or working with that producer over there. It doesn't, you know, mean that you're not working, Mm -hmm. you know, no, that's a so, definitely, it's definitely important to yeah. learn how to not be too hard on yourself. It's kind of funny, right. though, like, that, that same, like, mindset that you have with yourself is sort of, like, what we have. No, it's what you have. Well, yeah, like, but, like, you, you, I'm saying, like, I, I need you to keep me, like, yo, bro, you need to chill. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Saying. Yeah, because, yeah. like, yeah, because I definitely... I def- I definitely... I, I um, identify with you, Kate, because, like, basically, I'm, like, I'm, like, in this... I have like the same mindset and I've just been learning that like, I don't know if it's copying out or just trying to be healthy, be like mentally healthy, but like, you know, not being okay with, with, with your place in the universe or anything like that. Cause like, I feel like as long as you have ambition, even if you're not where, where you want to be, you know, mm-hmm. your ambition along with like your like hard work will like eventually pay off. And it's like so, so, so cliche to say, but like, mm-hmm. obviously the more you work, the more you just like go for those opportunities, the closer you are sure. yeah. st- statistically, you know, to more you know, likely it is to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, getting that like lucky break or getting that one stroke of, mm-hmm. you know, just like a breakthrough. So yeah, I, de- I definitely appreciate or or, mm-hmm. or it's definitely good to hear that somebody else is going through the same thing as I well. I think yeah, I think I think that's definitely a common feeling between like artists just in general. Like you have these hopes and dreams to do something, but you're all the way over here. So like, how do I get over there? I have to like overwork myself to mm-hmm. to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to be eighty and just going to be a mm-hmm. you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. And it's you know, yeah. You just you you do have to work harder than most people mm-hmm. because you're literally trying to invent a job you're trying to right. invent mm-hmm. a brand yeah. you're like you know it's not you can't contact taylor swift and say well how did you do it how did it work for you because it's literally different for every single for person sure. yeah. um so yeah it's hard at times but it's also very rewarding once you know you've 
hit those like milestones, whatever they are, they could be pretty small or they could be like enormous. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. But like speaking of Mm -hmm. which, what would you consider your kind of like musical persona to be like, like what is like, yeah. So what is your musical persona? Like, is there like a certain overarching narrative that you're trying to like express through the span of your career or like, yeah, what Mm. is, what is your musical persona? That's a good question. Well, for the, the EP that I'm releasing that Clockwork is on, it all kind of has that um, overarching theme of self-reflection. I wrote the songs over the, as soon as I graduated from college, it was kind of like those two years following where I like, was trying to hone in on a sound and trying to like figure out what I was as an artist. And those songs all kind of reflect that transitional period. Um, but in terms of like lifetime of a career, I, I mean, it's, it's good to think broadly like that. I, I, I would love to see myself as a um, songwriter and also as a producer in the future kind of work working going from project to project with different artists coming in later in the game and kind of just having tweaks and ideas and I love I love going from you know working with one person to like two days later working with another person on a completely different you know sound or I feel like I do have so much knowledge coming from the classical end in terms of like harmonies and melodies and everything that music has to offer Mm. so I do think I kind of have this like library of knowledge but I also love pop music and I love um all that kind of stuff so I I do feel like I could kind of hopefully be a chameleon over the next how many years Mm, yeah um yeah yeah speak so speaking of having that like you know classical edge like like for you like kind of like out of like out of like all of your songs what would you say is the most musically interesting or like yeah musically interesting or like you know theory wise yeah. things like where something something like out there is going on because i'm mm. interested, in, interested in that i mean when i was in high school i was definitely writing kind of like weirder music and and music that crossed over with classical and jazz a lot more Ooh. so the the harmonic language of those songs was a little bit more complex than um let's say the chords of the ones that i'm doing right now i'm just now i'm looking for for to take the production to kind of like higher levels rather than like how weird can i make this chord progression okay how like how you know can i jump this octave with my voice and like make it you know what i mean Right. So, um, of the songs that I've released, I think the my most recent release next to me was was kind of like the most left of center. Okay. Um, but but again, that like the you know the chords are repetitive. It, it's it's kind of this crossover between like pop music and you know alternative Mm r&b if you would with obviously like jazz influences but um i would say that one was is probably the least palatable for like you know (laughs) the the i don't know for for whatever 
<laughs> that one is next to me. So that one came out mm, like a month ago. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. I yeah. Think we um we oh, spotlighted. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That one, the one that you guys did was like the, like a short acoustic version. But oh, if yeah, you listen yeah, to yeah. the the original uh, production, which is the only song I've released that I've fully done the production on, that's so cool. It, it's kind of it's kind of quirky. It's kind of yeah. like a little glitchy and a little weird. Hey, that's great. But though. we need more innovation. Yeah. More. more yeah. More different is more good. Yeah, but it's also like mm -hmm. a catch twenty two type of thing, where like you know it becomes so different that people might not like get it. Like, does that, mm -hmm. that ever cross your mind? Like when it you're does. Music? It does. It does. Certainly. I mean, when I was in, in college, you know, that question would come up a lot. Like, what, what do you, what do you compose music for? Who do you compose it for? And my answer was always myself. Right. Like, otherwise, I mean, how could you possibly um, work the hours that you do and work yeah. as hard <laughs> as you, if, if you're trying to please someone else mm -hmm. now that you're, that, now that I'm a few years older and, and, you know, there's money involved and like getting a place to, to sleep at night, like is important. Is you, important. you do have to, I, I wouldn't say sacrifice, but just like kind of shift your, compromise. yeah, a little bit of compromise and just like shifting kind of where you, uh, you know, what's important to you. Yeah. Um, I, I think even like, you know, compromising is like an artistic uh, skill in and of itself. Because yeah. They want to like have your, you know ideas but like how can i change it a little bit to be like you said a little bit more palatable to like the public right um, where they still like get what i'm saying but it's not like you know whatever free jazz yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's i have to say i don't i'm not someone that writes music for spotify playlists mm -hmm. or writes music to fit into like a two and a half minute like time frame right. that that never um informs my decisions but yeah i i don't really think about you know who's gonna listen to it until the song's done and it's been mixed and i'm like oh no will anyone enjoy this <laughs> other than myself you know right. <laughs> um but i think i think it's all about I, that, that's where I'm trying to figure out now is is the finding your audience. Mm -hmm. I think even if it's it's really small and niche, that's that's fine with me. Mm -hmm. But you do have you, you know you kind of want to find the people that are genuinely interested in right. whatever you're doing, and that that's the issue with everyone being an artist now. I mean, anyone can do it, right? So yeah. there's there's a bit of you know too many people in the game but <laughs> I mean, listen that's why i got out of it that's why they didn't want to like pursue anything musical because i like i always said there's too many artists not enough audience members so i'm okay being yeah. a member mm -hmm. um listening to people's music and just be like oh okay mm -hmm. i appreciate that yeah i'm glad i don't have to do all that work <laughs> um, yeah. no but yeah so like the, what did, did you get a, a spotify rap thing to see like what your uh numbers were on spotify at all I did. And I kind of avoided it every, whenever it comes that time of year, I'm always just like, get off Instagram. I'm like, not interested in people's right. stats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, were, were yeah. You with your stats. I, well, I don't think I, I got an email. So I looked at like whatever it said on the email, but I never clicked on the, I think you can like watch a video or some right. sort of like, 
thing, but I do pay attention to like, I will log into my Spotify for artists every once in a while, just to like get, you know, it's data. Like you need to, you need to look at it. Um, But if you're looking at it right after a release and the release isn't doing as well as you were hoped, you're like, it just gets way too much in your head, but it is good to look at it. Like I'm going to be releasing um, the EP and everything. So you definitely want to look at the data and like where, what countries is this doing well or what age group or, you know, all those things. It is important, but it is, I, I do find that it's also like a black hole, you know, no, yeah, I, so. I, I get that feeling. I, I feel like, you know, as an artist, you just have to look at those numbers like in a vacuum, right? Mm-hmm. Just like saying like, okay, this is what happened this year with so much of an increase from last year. Like, how mm-hmm. can I do even better next year? Like, what are my goals? Just set like actionable things, I guess, to yeah really care about people's numbers because like you said, everyone's got their own trajectory mm-hmm. or whatever that really shouldn't concern you. Yeah, and for me, I'm still very much kind of trying to figure out a brand and and find my little niche audience Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of still at that like stage i don't think i've I've gotten there quite yet so i mean for most artists unfortunately the goal is to like get on spotify playlists Mm -hmm. so i'm trying to kind of rethink that goal and, and you know, in this coronavirus time, it's, it's, it's hard, but you can also be looking more outside the box than I think you would if, if it was, everything was normal. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely trying to, to think of ways I can collaborate with people and kind of like branch out a little bit more organically right. than, than like Lemmy Land fresh vines. For sure. Cause it's just not, it doesn't just like happen like that. Like you yeah. got to know people, mm-hmm. you know? It's it's a it's all about connections. Connection. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a tough especially these days, like David was saying, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen, I guess. I don't don't know. Mm -hmm. Like I think it just does a disservice to like artists like as a whole, just because like there's so much noise, like the ones who are like actually like have talent. You can't you can't hear because like some fucking nobody gets put like a thousand bucks a week into like a fucking Instagram edit, then boom, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there's a lot is just because mm-hmm. they're being seen the most. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, and so I, it's, yeah. I, I, I come across, you know, sometimes I'll go on a music blog and I'm like, oh my god, this person is like incredible, and then I go to their Instagram page and it's like fifteen hundred followers, and I'm like, mm-hmm. but this is like, but this is, you know, this is music, like this is like <laughs> not bedroom pop person yeah. has been doing music for a year and a half recorded a song right. you know I mean, what i mean it goes to show like just because you're an artist i mean you're you know good at marketing you, you can't be good at everything for sure artist, right? so, you like, can't people it's, need help. and yeah and i'm definitely like in that boat of like you know my head is always in the music and it's mm-hmm. it there's like not enough hours in the day i mean some people are, not, are freaks yeah. of nature right um but I've never been that person to survive off of like less than seven, eight hours of sleep. So, <laughs> it, you know, it really is about like finding people to like that believe in you to, mm-hmm. to build. Yeah. And I mean, like every, every art is different, right? Some people can just get by by like just focusing on their art. And then like, if they have a good team around them, that mm-hmm. works. Some people like want to be, you know, sort of managing everything. So they want to like 
have their exactly like a Beyonce, yeah, whatever, yeah, (laughs) market or whatever. So like, it's just different. Yeah, Mm -hmm. every artist has different needs when it comes to something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, for sure, I think we're gonna do our best to you know, I don't know, get your name out there, whatever we can. (laughs) Like, thank um, you guys <laughs> yeah no problem it's just like yeah we'll make, we'll make a, a counterfeit spotify playlist and you'll, you can get on it <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean i guess that's why i mean david i think that's why that's why you said that you wanted like spotlight obviously new york city talent and stuff like that that's yeah. the whole that's mm-hmm. the whole Japan, reason yeah. i started this thing yeah it's mm-hmm. literally the whole reason yeah, yeah there's so, so much talent in the city like yeah. there's so well, many like, people doing like amazing things yeah if, if you find those people like when you find those people definitely like send them our way and just we could like yeah. talk with them and like see if we could like go cool having do our best on. doesn't spotlight. matter if we got like 50 followers as long as we see you're right. trying to yeah. do something if you're good yeah 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 mm-hmm. but um is there like anything well, i was that gonna you wanna... ask well like you, you said you're you're originally from brooklyn right oh yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like how, how did you feel that you know being in new york like being born in new york has sort of changed you as an artist but like also as a person mm-hmm. compared to people mm-hmm. from like elsewhere that's an interesting question. And also, I do think... you uh, hate LA? <laughs> no, yes. I. Well, I. I. Um... That's the wrong answer. It's yes. <laughs> I. Um, I was in LA um, for the Grammys a few years ago, Ooh. so I had a good experience. You know what I mean? I wasn't yeah. there, like just like. So I have good memories there, but um, I think New York City was very important for, for me um for anyone for any artist or for any like person like right. new york city is like very much a part of your identity if if you're like born and raised here mm-hmm. um i had so many more opportunities than if i lived in like i don't know colorado somewhere yeah. like i was in a public school and we had access to you know music education if you were lucky, you got selected to be, you know, in a string class. So then I picked up the cello and then I got to go to do music lessons on the weekends in, in Upper Manhattan. And I, it was certainly like necessary. I don't know what right. I would have done. I don't know how late I would have found music um, if I wasn't exposed to it um, in, you know, elementary school. Yeah. And then obviously, middle school i i that was kind of when i started singing so i was doing the cello and singing and then by high school i was like in laguardia where again like that school doesn't exist um elsewhere i mean there are plenty of i'm sure like really amazing performing arts schools across the country but like we got to go to school right next to lincoln center right next to juilliard like we had access to like go see um the New York Philharmonic rehearsing during the day we had, wow. you know, so I, I like, I'm so thankful. Definitely. We were all snobs in high school. Like we, you know, <laughs> like all had like, you know, the best taste in music because we knew best because, you know, we had access to X, Y, and Z, but definitely going to college upstate New York and then coming back certainly like made me realize how lucky I was for all those years just like being here you know being able to take the train into the city for you know a performance or a rehearsal right. or so 
and it, it's just like a, I think like a New York City like grind or like drive that everyone yeah. like here is is kind of like worn into mm-hmm. and like the fast-paced um mentality I also really liked too so it definitely made me who I am and then on another level made my music sound the way it is yeah. you know right awesome so awesome yeah so okay uh, I guess I, I I will say my uh question one more time but uh, no no yeah I definitely get that definitely just like being in being in the city has its like advantages and like I mean I guess I was in like one of the districts where like there was like no music education and stuff like that so Same. I kind of like <laughs> I mm-hmm. didn't get lucky on that end but just like being here and, and once you do get into music especially when you're younger you know being in New York City or you know anything musical you know pre pre pre-corona obviously you know there's mm-hmm. like tons of advantages just like being able to go to so many different venues meeting so many different types of people it's just it's mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a unique city in that like sort of like aspect there's too many things here so many things here mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. yeah i mean so like as i was saying before like are there like any like last pieces of advice or just like anything that you want to end off the po- uh, the podcast with or Hmm. Um, I don't know. You guys asked some really good questions. I feel like. I all right, buddy. No, yeah. That was all <laughs> it's because you it got was the nice fucking to... thing. It's the only reason. Shut up. Anyway, continue, Kate. Thank you very much. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm. I'm looking forward to next year releasing some of the music that I've had kind of queued up for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm also. Um, my next project after that is going to be a lot more collaborative process. Ooh. So I guess I would just tell everyone to stay in contact with who you, who you uh, co- like collabing with. Do you want to shout them out now? Well, I'm kind of in the process of reaching out to musicians. If you need a guitarist, no. <laughs> I do have a guitarist that I work very. Yeah. He's like been <laughs> very very kind. Yeah, right. I, mean, I, I, I do play gigs. bass, so like yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I'm trying to. Um, the music has a bit of a more acoustic, folky sound, which like will then you know I think real live performers as opposed to like production. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just gonna be collaborating with more people um either with masks or just like over email <laughs> yeah unfortunately but I, I guess my last bit of advice is just like stay in contact with with people and yeah. just work together even if it you know seems silly if you right? can't yeah. release anything at the moment or really promote anything just mm-hmm. just keep creating because it'll it'll make this coronavirus go by so much faster yes, so much better definitely, definitely. <laughs> all right i think that's awesome. a that's a good place to end yeah. off uh the podcast but yeah thank you guys for watching this episode of sounds like nyc and thank you so much kate for coming on and just giving us you know giving us your like perspective on life on music and yeah so yeah it was you. fun guys thank you yeah yeah it was fun